Hello and welcome to the Southside Church podcast. For more information about Southside Church located in Cape Town, South Africa, visit southsidechurch.co.za. We hope that you enjoy the message. So I don't know if you've ever watched something that's supposed to motivate you but instead it discourages you. I don't know if you've ever had that. Someone shares a clip and they say, watch this, and you watch it, and instead of motivating you, seeing the success of someone else that should inspire you makes you feel bad. In fact, you feel worse and discouraged. Now, this week, I personally was watching something about people who had done great things for God, and I was like, sure, God, I wanna do great things like that for you. I went to have a prayer time and I just sat there like, sheesh, I really wanna do great things like that for you. I'm not feeling encouraged. I'm like, sheesh, God, I've done nothing near that. And I was comparing myself and I was wishing that I could do what others had done for God. I was like, I want to do that for you, God. And then in that moment, while I sat there and I, I, just, I, I was just still in his presence, I felt like the Holy Spirit whispered in my thoughts these words. It's not about what you want to do for God. It's about what God wants to do through you. Right there, my heart was just set at peace and I just disengaged from comparison, which is the killer of joy. It's not about what you want to do for God. It's about what God wants to do through you. You see, you don't choose your assignment. You just make yourself available. The reality is when you become a follower of Jesus, you're following a calling, not choosing a career. You actually begin to follow a call that's bigger than you. Goes beyond your preferences because it's about a higher purpose. In 2 Timothy 1 verse 9, it says to us, God has saved us and called us, called us to a holy life, not because of anything we've done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. John chapter 15 verse 16 in the New Testament says, you did not choose me, Jesus speaking, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit. We didn't choose And we don't decide, we simply follow a call. When you become a follower of Jesus, you're following a calling, not choosing a career. Therefore, it's not so much about what you want to do with your ability, but about how God wants to work through your availability. There's often a big difference between what you want to do for God and what God wants to do through you. Because at the end of the day, you're not choosing a career, you are following a calling. Think about Mary, the mother of Jesus. An angel appears before her and announces in the Gospel of Luke chapter 1, verse 30 to 31, do not be afraid. Mary, you found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you are to call him Jesus. Now the angel said they do not be afraid, but the reality is that Mary had a lot to be afraid about. Mary was young, poor, and as a female would have not met the characteristics of the day that people would relate to someone that would be used greatly by God. The fact that she became pregnant as a young lady who wasn't married was a huge risk and her story about being made pregnant by the Holy Spirit may have meant people would consider her crazy. 
Any dreams of a fairy tale wedding and the blessing of having children were now overshadowed by the burden of these circumstances. Mary might have had her own idea of what she wanted to do for God one day, but out of nowhere, God's call replaced what Mary wanted. And then in verse 38 of Luke chapter 1, she replies to the angel like this and says, I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. She identifies herself as someone willing to serve, even when it's not what she necessarily wanted. She accepts the opportunity to be used by God, even when it was in an undesirable circumstance. And in that posture, she would go out to live, leaving a godly legacy beyond all that she could ask or imagine. It was in giving up what she may have wanted to do and faithfully serving God's purpose where she was that she lived a life many would aspire to today. If you want to do powerful things in your life for God, it begins by making yourself available and seeking the opportunity to serve His purposes in the place you find yourself right now. Documented pages of history in the Old Testament. There was a man called Joseph. God gave him a literal dream in which his calling was revealed. He would become a great leader to which even his older brothers would bow down. But when Joseph shared his dream with his brothers, they despised him and sold him as a slave. Firstly, Joseph had a dream. Maybe God's put a dream in your heart, a desire in your heart, something that you want to do for God. For Joseph, the journey toward that was not what he expected or maybe what he wanted. He was sold as a slave, taken to Egypt. It's like God shot. I wanted to do something for you. Well, this clearly is proving it's never going to happen. He's taken as a slave to Egypt. But the interesting thing is that even though he was bound as a slave and taken to a place that he didn't want to go, Egypt would later become the very land he needed to be positioned in to take his place of power as the governor under God's calling. You see, the brothers that sold him in slavery were actually sending him toward his destiny. And like Joseph, your life, may have led you to places you didn't want to go. You may feel bound like a slave externally with the circumstances and situations surrounding you right now, but God is still sovereign and is advancing you closer to the call on your life even in the chaos, someone's got to hear that right now. For Joseph, that dream that seemed further than ever under these circumstances was never at risk of being lost. That dream was not at risk of being lost. As long as Joseph saw the opportunities for God to work through his life, instead of obsessing over what he wanted to do for God with his life. After being sold as a slave, 
and sent to Egypt. Now, Joseph is serving in the house of one of Pharaoh's officials. And this official's wife falsely accused Joseph of making sexual advancements towards her. And in Genesis 39, verse 19 to 23, it tells us, when his master heard the story, his wife told him, saying, this is how your slave treated me. He burnt with anger. Joseph's master took him and put him in prison, the place where the king's prisoners were confined. But while Joseph was there in prison, the Lord was with him. He showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. So the warden put Joseph in charge of all those held in the prison, and he was made responsible for all that was done there. The warden paid no attention to anything under Joseph's care because the Lord was with Joseph and gave him success in whatever he did. Joseph didn't obsess over the size of the obstacle blocking the direction of his dream, but he sought opportunities to serve God's purposes in his prison place. He didn't just pray for deliverance so he could live out his dream, but he sought opportunities to serve in practical ways in the place he found himself in, and he was put in charge of all those held in the prison. Before God gives you the platform on which you can live out your dreams in serving Him, He wants to see how you serve in the prison places. When it's not about your preference, but His higher purpose. And it's often the way we serve in our prison that determines what kind of platform we are later given. In Genesis 40, it goes on to describe how Joseph served in the prison further. Now, we're going to look at this from verse 6 to 9. And from verse 6 to 9 in the scripture, at this point, a cupbearer and a baker that were part of Pharaoh's kingdom had offended him, and they had been thrown into prison and placed under Joseph's care as he served in the prison place. And in Genesis 40, verse 6 to 9, it continues and says, this is how Joseph engaged with the cupbearer and baker when they showed up in the prison. It says, when Joseph came to them the next morning, he saw that they were dejected. So he asked Pharaoh's officials who were in custody with him in his master's house, why do you look so sad today? He said to the cupbearer and the baker, hey, guys, why do you look so sad today? We both had dreams, they answered, but there is no one to interpret them. Then Joseph said to them, do not interpretations belong to God? Tell me your dreams. So Joseph saw the opportunity to let God work through him in serving others, interpreting and explaining their dreams, even though he wasn't getting to do what he dreamed of doing for God. He served them. While we focus on what we want God, we want to do for God with our lives, we can often disengage from making ourselves available for how God wants to work through our lives. What if the obstacles in the way of what you want to do for God are the very opportunities in which he wants to work through you? After Joseph interpreted the dreams of these two men, he knew that the cupbearer would be released back to serving Pharaoh. And so he asked the cupbearer to remember him when he was released. Like, hey man, put in a good word for me, please. 
Like, like, like I'm in prison here. God's given me a big dream. I know what I want to do for God. I want to lead people. Even my brothers will bow under my leadership, but, but I'm not there now. I don't understand why I'm in this place. I'm not going to obsess over what I want to do. I'm serving you. And so as I do that, man, will you just remember me when you go out and throw in a good word? And then in verse 23, it tells us that the chief cupbearer, however, did not remember Joseph. It says he forgot him. Now, not only was Joseph in prison serving God's purposes faithfully, but the one person who could have helped him earn favor in the eyes of Pharaoh forgot. This could have seemed like a reason for Joseph to quit faithfully serving God's purposes. It's like, God, I've done this thing right, so can't you just give me a break? Many of us are feeling like that now. God, I've been so faithful. Even in my prison place, God, give me a break. I've even been forgotten with the, about the people I served with, God. No one is seeing me. No one is valuing me. I want you to know that many people will forget your goodness toward them. Many people will forget the sacrifices and labor of love you gave them. Them for their well-being, but God doesn't forget. In 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 24, it says, the one who calls you is faithful. The one who calls you is faithful. And so a moment came to pass in Genesis chapter 41, 9 to 14, where the forgetfulness of man couldn't hinder the faithfulness of God. And Pharaoh at this point had a disturbing dream. And he was asking his officials if there was someone able to interpret it. And then we read in verse 9 to 14. Then the chief cupbearer said to Pharaoh, Today I'm reminded of my shortcomings. Pharaoh was once angry with his servants, and he imprisoned me in the chief baker in the house of the captain of the guard. Each of us had a dream that same night, and each dream had a meaning of its own. Now a young Hebrew was there with us, a servant of the captain of the guard. We told him our dreams, and, and uh, he interpreted them for us, giving each of us each man, the interpretation of his dream. And things turned out exactly as he interpreted them to us. I was restored to my position and the other man was impaled. So Pharaoh sent for Joseph and he was quickly brought from the dungeon. When he had shaved and changed his clothes, he came before Pharaoh. It was Joseph's focus on serving God's purpose in the prison place that now started elevating him toward the platform of his dreams. Had Joseph been more interested in what he wanted to do for God than what God wanted to do through him, he would have never moved beyond the prison ministry. You may feel like you've been stuck doing the same thing the same way for God and you feel like you want change, but perhaps you first need to accept where you are and start faithfully serving with what's in your hand so God can elevate your platform out of your prison ministry. And people will forget your labor. They will overlook your sacrifice, but God doesn't. And in his time, you will be removed or you will be moved into what you want to do for God because to do, God must first work through. To do, God must first work through. Pastor and speaker, Nikki Gumbel said, if service is beneath you, then leadership is beyond you. 
You want the platform, the power, you wanna see God, you, you wanna do what you wanna do. It starts with serving where you are, what you have. Not obsessing over what you're not getting to do for God, but what you can do and how he can work through you. Joseph went from ministering in prison and was now elevated to ministering in the palace. And after embracing another opportunity to allow God to work through him by interpreting Pharaoh's dream, we read in Genesis 41, 39 to 40. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, since God has made all this known to you, there is no one so discerning and wise as you. You shall be in charge of my palace and all my people are to submit to your orders. Only with respect to the throne will I be greater than you. Then we jump to chapter 42, verse six. It says, now Joseph was the governor of the land, the person who sold grain to all its people. So when Joseph's brothers arrived, they bowed to him with their faces to the ground. Joseph's dream, the thing he wanted to do for God became a reality because he focused on what God wanted to do through him. The brothers that had sold him into slavery were actually sending him toward his destiny. And now in fulfillment, they were bowing before his leadership. What if the obstacles in the way of what you want to do for God are the very opportunities in which he wants to work through you? Joseph understood this. That's why he faithfully served in the prison place instead of protesting and obsessing over what he wanted to do for God on the platform of being the governor. That's why he focused on serving. He understood, hey, there are opportunities for God to work through me in a prison. I leave up to God the work of elevating me to the platform of living out my dream for him. And that's why he said to his brothers as they realized who he was in fear of him persecuting them for selling him in slavery. He says in Genesis 50 verse 20, you intended to harm me, my brothers, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives, because I'm able to live out the dream I have about what I wanna do for God. Everything that led up to the moment where I was able to stand, living out my desire and dream for the kingdom of God has come to pass through a process where I remain faithful in serving the purposes of God and not obsessing over what I wasn't able to do. And because of that, God has taken what the enemy intended for harm and he's used it for his good. Think about those words of Joseph in the light of Romans 8 verse 28 that says, we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been or have been called according to his purposes. We are called, we don't choose this career. Man, we don't need to understand the process that gets us to the platform on which we can live out the fullness of the fire in our heart. And in this season, it might feel like we're so far from that platform and it actually feels more like we're in a prison. Funny, the word locked down. Maybe God wants you to hear today that you need to stop obsessing over what you want to do and begin focusing on how he can work through. Here's what I want you to remember today. Don't get so focused on trying to create the opportunities you want that you don't see when God gives you the opportunities you need. 
want you to ask yourself three questions to help you embrace this healthy approach to serving God in the season. The, the first question is this, where am I positioned at present? Where am I positioned at present? Okay, I'm at home, I've lost my job, I'm sitting on the car, I'm, this is where I am. Whatever you answer. The second question you can ask myself is, ask yourself is, who are the people around me? Where am I positioned and who are the people around me? The third question you can ask yourself and probably the most loaded is this. What opportunities are there for me to serve God in this place with these people, even if it's not what I want to do? Because when you faithfully serve in the prison place like Joseph, when you faithfully look for the ways God can work through you rather than obsessing over what you want to do, then he begins to elevate you. And he will take what the enemy intended for harm and use it for your good. And you and I will look back on this season in history and you will stand on a platform beholding the dream you had being lived out recognizing the power of the way you engaged with God and his people in the season of being in what felt like a prison. Right now, I wanna pray for you. Father God, we come before you. My God, it can be so hard to, 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 to find passion and inspiration. It can feel like we've lost our dreams, like, like the plans we had have failed and will never come to pass. But my God, how beautiful to know that when we faithfully serve you where we are with what we have, we don't have to chase our dreams because our dreams chase us. And Father God, we don't have to understand the process. But when we can't, trace your hand, we can still trust your heart. I ask Holy Spirit that over the next week, you would prompt our thoughts and stir our heart to seeing where we are, who's around us, and how you could work through us in serving others over and above our personal preferences. That for your purposes, my God, we would remain faithful, even when our feelings are saying, give up, quit, or try and do it on your own. And my God, I pray that as we surrender and serve you faithfully where we are with what we have, that my God, like Joseph, you would elevate us onto new platforms of influence, power, and breakthrough. That eventually we would stand and declare the words of, of Joseph to his brothers in our praise, saying that what intended to harm me, God intended for good. That God, we would declare that in the name above every other name. And so, Father, again today, we take a stand. Jesus, we decide and choose that we will not become passive in this. We won't languish in our loss, but we will lead and we will find ways to serve you. And so, Father, all we can say is here we are. Taking away our ability, my God, we just make ourselves available to you. I pray, God, that you would do immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine. In Jesus' name.